You're listening to the official South Bay Church podcast. For more about us, please visit southbaychurch.us. <laughs> uh, okay, so uh, I, I wanted to uh, expand on what Aiden shared. There was this one moment in our warrior zone where we, we had this stand firm competition. And so there was this big sheet of, of wood and we said, let's just imagine this wood is, is, uh, are the, are the things you need to protect spiritually in your life. So we asked them, what are some things you feel like you need to protect and, and not let Satan get you in? And so they talked about their faith, their hope, their relationships, uh, standing up for one another. They talked about their purity. They talked about their relationship with God and their time with God. And we just went through all these things. And so then we're like, okay, you guys need to go defend that board with all you've got. And we're going to try to throw water balloons at it. And we're going to try to attack it like Satan attacks us. And so we had all the counselors and staff who were a part of the warrior zone. We're just like bombarding them with balloons. And the board is getting just annihilated. So wet. But they're standing firm and they're still fighting for each other. And these eighth graders are like diving in front of one another to take water balloons for their friends. It was such a cool moment to just... To kind of visualize, this is how we need to stand. No matter if Satan is like pounding us to the ground, we still get up and we still fight for God, for each other, for our own relationship with God. So it was a really cool moment. Um, and and the, uh, the sermon that I, I think it was Aiden mentioned, that's the sermon that I'm actually going to be talking about today. Our, our God, the Father that we have in heaven, being the perfect version of our earthly dads. And... We couldn't have any kind of a lesson talking about dads without some dad jokes, right? So we're going to hear a few dad jokes. I walked into the kitchen yesterday, and I said to my dad, Hey, I'm hungry. And my dad said, Hi, hungry. I'm dad. right at me and said, oh no, I have just peed on the table. Dad asked me, have you heard about the new movie, Constipation? I was all like, what? No. And he said, it never came out. My dad and I were going past the aquarium and he said to me, how many tickles does it take to make an octopus laugh? And he said, ten tickles. Like, what? Oh, tentacles. Hey dad, can you make me a sandwich? And what did dad say? Abracadabra, you are a sandwich. I guess I am a sandwich. Some dad jokes are the best jokes. So the most important thing about you... What comes to mind? The most important thing about you. Is it, uh, 
Is it your social media accounts and how many followers you have and how many likes and comments you get and how long you've been keeping those Snapchat streaks up? No, no, that's not the most important thing about you. Is it your salary? Is it where you live, the neighborhood you live in? Is it the car that you just recently got? Um, What's the most important thing about you? Well, the most important thing about you is what you think about when you think about God. And if we have the wrong picture of God, we will be responding to the wrong God our whole lives. And that would be a tragedy. And the way that we respond to God is, you know, we might love Him. We might express our love and and commit our lives to God. But if it's the wrong God, then that would be a tragedy, even if we're doing the right things. We can respond to God by avoiding God. Like, man, I don't want to get to know this God who allowed this to happen in my life. Or allowed this person to be a part of my life. I'm just going to avoid God. Or maybe because you just don't understand. Like, my mind, I can't wrap my mind around God, so I'm just going to avoid Him. Or we might hate God. Again, maybe because of the things that have happened in our life. And we're like, man, if God really loved me, why would He allow this to happen? If He was really such a great and loving God... So we might, we might respond to him by loving him, avoiding him, hating him, or a, num- a number of other things. But God being the loving father that he is, he doesn't want us to spend our whole lives wondering who he is. He wants us to know. And what we see primarily through Jesus, what God teaches through Jesus, is that he is a father. You know, Jesus says that if you know me, you know my father. What I'm doing... It's what my Father wants me to be doing. And and so we understand God the Father through Jesus, the Son. Even in our prayers, we address God like, Hey, Father, uh, Heavenly Father, please bless this day. Father, Some of you even say, Dad. You refer to God as Dad in your prayers. And this is what God wants us to see, is that He is our Father. In in 1 John chapter 3, verse 1, it says, How great is the love the Father has lavished on us that we should be called children of God. And that is what we are. The cool thing about God being our Father is that we didn't choose Him, just like we didn't choose our earthly parents. God chose us. And God didn't choose us as a Father and us being His children to to just tell us what to do. You better obey me. You better respect me. No. He chose us as children to lavish His love on us. That's the kind of father that we have in God. And in in many cases, hearing that God is our father, it it might be discouraging news to some of you. It might be a stumbling block in you getting close to God. And that's not a coincidence. Because if if God wants us to view him as our father, then what do you think Satan's going to do? He's going to totally destroy fatherhood. He is going to unleash every attack on our earthly dads that he can. It's, it, it is no coincidence. It's not some phenomenon that's happening in our world in present day. Because Satan's number one desire is to corrupt our relationship with God, to corrupt our thoughts about God, to poison how we feel about God the Father through our earthly dads. So what comes to mind when you think about your dad? What comes to mind when you think about your dad? 
And I just want to, I want to say this real quick. Today I'm not trying to bash on dads, because I'm a dad too, and I don't want to bash on myself. And I don't want to bash on you guys. There are so many good dads out there that reflect and are great examples of God our Father in heaven. Uh, but we're going to talk about just how our, our view of our fathers here on earth can affect our view of God in heaven. Um, so what comes to mind when you think about your dad? Is your answer to this question similar to your answer to the question of what comes to mind when you think about God? Are there similarities in how you view your dad and how you view God, our father? As kids, because I'm a kid too, I'm the son of Tony and Kelly Peckman. They live in Denver, Colorado. Um, And I love my parents a lot. But whether we want to admit it or not, we are always searching our dad to find out more about ourselves as children. Our identity is so connected with our dads, right? And so, what are some things that we need from our fathers? We need their love. We need our father's love. We need our father's approval. We need our father's acceptance. We need our father's active participation. And we need our father's spoken belief. I'm not going to get into these specifically, but I'm sure things come to mind with your own dad in each of these categories, whether good or bad or somewhere in between. And the different kinds of fathers, uh, there are lots of different kinds of fathers out there. And if, if you have one of these fathers, then you might think, if God is like my earthly dad, then he must be an encouraging father. Because my dad is so encouraging, and if he's anything like my earthly dad, then God's got to be an encouraging dad. And that's great. We need encouragement. If God is anything like my earthly dad, then he's an absent father. He's just not around when I need him. Or, or when he is around, he's just not available. If God is anything like my earthly father, then he must be a passive father. He's not standing up for our family. He's not standing up for what really matters. If God is anything like my earthly dad, he must be an abusive father. An abusive father. And a child's first response is not that there's something wrong with my dad, but that there's something wrong with me as the child. And, you know, in in this kind of a situation, trust gets so eroded and that, that eroded trust can translate into an eroded trust with God. If God is anything like my earthly dad, he must be a performance-based father. Man, i got to jump through hoops just to get his attention or just to get his approval and acceptance. i got to get that trophy. i got to get straight A's. i got to get that promotion. I, I have to do good in order to get attention from my dad. From God, If God is anything like my earthly dad, then he must be an, a confusing father. Some of you have, have seen your fathers one way at home, one way at church, one way at work. Just confusing, like, who is my dad? And that can be our view of God, if that's what you've experienced. And whichever dad you've had, our dads can be either a boost, like a, a help in our relationship with God the Father... Or a stumbling block. 
And thinking about that as a father, man, I can either stand in the way of my kids getting to know our Father, God, or I can like walk alongside them. Let me introduce you to God, our perfect Father. And whatever, whatever situation you have experienced, I want you to understand one thing. God is not a bigger version of our earthly father. He is the perfect version of our earthly father. God is not a bigger version of our earthly father. He is the perfect version. He is not a reflection of our earthly dad. As if you were to look in a mirror. You know, maybe you think back to when you were young. If, if you had an opportunity to be with your dad when you were young. And thinking like standing next to them in the bathroom and you look in the mirror and you see your dad's reflection. When you see your dad's reflection, you don't see God. That is not who God is. Just a a bigger reflection of your dad. He is the perfect reflection. The perfect version. Everything he says is true. Everything he does is right. His motives in everything are always pure. Everything he hears, he understands. When he disciplines, it's always fair and it's always for your best. And even as adults, we are, we experience discipline in our life, right? Without discipline, we would not grow. Without discipline, we would be coddled, we would be, uh, we would be, what's the word, uh, entitled, just like, gimme, 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 God. But what we really need is what's best for us. And sometimes that involves discipline. Everything he promises, he delivers on. And this right here, man, as a dad, I have, I have a four-year-old, an almost three-year-old, and a one-year-old. And my four-year-old loves wrestling. And there have been many times where, where he's like, Dad, can we wrestle? I really want to wrestle. And it's like right before nap time. So I'm like, okay, son, after nap time, we will wrestle. But then after nap time, you know, things happen. Uh, you know, I get a call or we just get distracted with other things. And then I don't end up wrestling with him. And even though it was like so small, so minor, like, okay, we'll just wrestle another day. But to think God always comes through on his promises as a father. And God is not going anywhere. He will never, ever leave you. In Matthew chapter 7... Matthew chapter 7, verse 7, it says, Which of you, if his son asks for bread, will give him a stone? Or if he asks for a fish, will give him a snake? I would hate that if my dad did that to me. Um, if you then thought, you were, uh, though you are evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your Father in Heaven give you good gifts to those who ask Him? And Personally, I've never asked my dad for bread or fish before, so I can't really relate to this. But let's translate it to maybe uh, something that I have experienced, like pancakes and bacon. I've certainly asked my dad for pancakes before and bacon before. My kids are always asking us for pancakes. So let's just say you stroll out into the kitchen and you're like, oh man, those pancakes smell so good. Dad, can I get some of those pancakes? And you plop down at the table and you're just waiting for this plate full of pancakes. Here, I'll just let your mouth water for a sec. There you go. Mmm. And that's what you have in your mind. You're like, oh man, I can't wait for that sack and that melted butter and the syrup dripping over the sides. And then your dad comes over and like, boom, 
here's a stone, son. That's what you asked for, right? No, that would be, that would be whack. Okay. You come out and you smell bacon. And you're like, oh man, that is exactly how I want to wake up. To the smell of bacon. And you're like, Dad, can I get some of that bacon? And he's like, yeah, 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 sure. And so you're waiting there for that bacon and boom, he gives you a snake. And you're like, I didn't ask for a snake. I would probably run. I might pee my pants or something. I hate snakes. Um, But no, like our dads wouldn't do this. Our dads, even though they're imperfect, they still know how to give good gifts. And it's interesting that in this verse, Jesus calls dads, he calls us evil. Like, that stinks. Like, but it's not like you are satanic. You're the spawn of Satan. No, you're imperfect. And compared to the perfect Father in heaven, you don't even come close. And that encourages me because I don't want to come close to God in heaven. I want to show my kids who God is, not who I am. And he, but even though you're imperfect, you still know how to give good gifts. And with God being the perfect version of our earthly dad, he gives us perfect gifts. Whether we think they're perfect or not. His gifts are not just tangible earthly gifts, but intangible, eternal gifts. He gives his love. He gave us his son. He gives us forgiveness. Even in times of hardship, he gives us himself. He might not take away our hardship, but in those moments, in those hardships, he pulls us closer to him and helps us to feel that protection and that love, that strength in those difficult times in life. He gives us his heart. He gives us his thoughts. He gives us his dreams for us, his visions for us, his feelings about us. And again, he gives us himself. And you know, my dad, he's not perfect. There have been times in my life that he has been a stumbling block in my path. Not because he meant to, but he's just imperfect. And he's been a stumbling block in my relationship with God at times. But in a lot of ways, he's been a great help in my relationship with God. But even in all of that, my dad still knows how to give good gifts to me. I want to show you a few of the gifts that he has given me over the years that stand out to me. There was one time we were living in Torrance a long time ago. And, and it was like the Super Nintendo days. And I, so bad, I had been asking my parents for a Super Nintendo for so long, and they were so opposed to video games in the house. And so I'm like, I'm never going to get a video game system. And so I'm opening up my Christmas present one morning, and it's this box, and it's a Super Nintendo box, wrapped up in that, like, really tight plastic. I'm like, yeah! And so, oh, I got a race car too, I'll tell you that in a sec. So Super Nintendo, so I'm, I'm opening it up, I couldn't get it open fast enough, and my dad sees my excitement, he's like, oh son, I'm so sorry, I, I didn't even think about that, it's actually not a Super Nintendo, we just borrowed that box from a neighbor, we wrapped something else in there, I'm like, what? This is so messed up! And so, like, I'm like, I guess it's still a present, so I'm still opening it up. And then I see it, I'm like, what? He's like, I'm just kidding, it's a Super Nintendo. <laughs> and yeah, that's my dad, his humor. Um, another time, I, I hear dad jokes. 
I got a, a, a remote control race car and he didn't, it wasn't just like, here's a, here's a race car. He hands me a remote and it's Christmas morning. He hands me a remote. He's like, press forward. I press forward and this car comes like bursting through wrapping paper out of this box. I'm like, oh, that's so cool. So that race car was pretty epic. He, he gave me a camera a couple of years ago. I love taking pictures. That's like an adult gift. And he gave me my laptop, which was cool. He, he, he we were walking. They live by this outdoor mall in Colorado. We were walking past the Apple store and he's like, come on in. Let, like, let's just look at some of the new products. And then we get in there. He's like, pick whatever laptop you want. I was like, what? And he just said, like, I, I want you to be able to have a laptop to work on photos, to work on your ministry stuff, to just like something that works well. I'm like, that is awesome. My dad has given me some really good gifts, but these gifts don't even compare to the memories of his love. They don't even compare to the times that I've heard him say, son, I'm so proud of you. So proud of you. These gifts don't compare to the memories I have when he said, hey, let's go play catch in the street. Let's go grab the frisbee, grab the football and just wanted to spend time with me. And the times that my dad is a funny guy and he'd have us all rolling at the dinner table a lot of nights. And just those memories of he and I laughing together and me just feeling like, My dad loves being with me right now. Those don't even compare to Super Nintendo. Those gifts. And when you think about it, God has the perfect version of all of those feelings, of all of those memories. He has the perfect gifts, even greater than those memories I have with my dad. You know, unfortunately, some of you don't have good memories with your dad. For some of you, the memories that you have are times that your dad hurt you. They're times that your dad hurt you physically. Times that your dad hurt you emotionally, verbally. Times that your dad hurt you uh, spiritually. And if that is your experience, if that's your experience with an earthly father, I'm, I'm so sorry that, that that happened to you. I'm so sorry that that is the hand that you were dealt And some of you, uh, for some of you, the memories of your dad, you don't have very many because your dad either wasn't there. Some of our dads have just been plagued with illnesses that won't let up. And that illness can take them away. And some of you have experienced your dad's dying. And so that is that might be the most distinct memory of your father is him passing away. Again, I'm so sorry. We've all had so many different experiences with our dads. So many. And a question that might arise in the different experiences that we've had, how can we trust a God who, who's supposed to be a good father when he allows things like this to happen to our earthly dads? How can we trust him? And you know, God, he's not just going to step in and change our circumstances so that we feel better. Because we were not meant for this life. We were not meant for this earth. Instead, God sent his own son so that we could be restored to him. And not just feel better because of our physical, uh, because of the circumstances around us, but truly feel peace in our hearts. Because we are in the presence of our perfect father. 
That no matter what's happening with our family, no matter what's happening with our earthly dads or what happened with our earthly dads, no matter what's happening in our life, we can feel peace and truly feel better because we're standing with our perfect Father. And you know, there's a... I don't know if any of you, some of you have received maybe cards, encouragement, birthday cards from your dad. Just little notes from your dad. Maybe, maybe the daughters more so than the guys. And it's so, it's so encouraging to hear our, our father express his feelings and his thoughts for us, right? If you've, if you've been fortunate enough to experience that. But our perfect father in heaven, he has a lot to say to us. A lot of good things, a lot of encouraging things, a lot of ways that he just feels for us and loves us completely. And I wanted to read some of those things to you. And as I, as I read, you can close your eyes, you can look up and read the words yourself, whatever, whatever helps you internalize. But these are, this is what God thinks about you. This is how God feels about you. And then when we're done, I'm going to put up a couple, uh, a couple questions that as we take communion, we're going to take communion uh, after I pray. You guys can think through these questions as we take communion. But I'm going to read some of these. You may not know me, but I know everything about you. I know when you sit down and when you rise up. For you are my offspring. I knew you even before you were conceived. You were not a mistake, for all your days are written in my book. I am not distant and angry, but I am the complete expression of love. And it is my desire to lavish my love on you. Simply because you are my child and I am your father. I offer you more than your earthly father ever could for I am the perfect father every good gift that you receive comes from my hand for I am your provider and I meet all your needs my plan for your future has always been filled with hope my thoughts towards you are countless as sand on the seashore as my child you are called by my name I created you for my glory One day, I will wipe away every tear from your eyes. And I'll take away all the pain you have suffered on this earth. I am your father, and I love you, even as I have loved my son, Jesus. He came to demonstrate that I am for you, not against you. Jesus died so that we could be together. His death was the ultimate expression of my love for you. I'm always with you. I'll never leave you. I love you more because of who you are than what you do. Nothing can separate you from my love. You have my very DNA inside of you. Even if your mother and father forsake you, I never will. You are loved. You are precious. You are beautiful. You are mine. 
God, we thank you so much for being the perfect Father. God, in the ways that we can't understand or we can't see past our earthly dads, I pray that you would help us to break down walls in our hearts, God, and to, and to grasp the love that you have lavished on us. To not avoid you or hate you or just be confused by you, but to really get to know you. Thank you for sending your son Jesus so that we could know you. God, thank you for opening up the door to a relationship with you because of what Jesus did on the cross for us, because of his death and his resurrection. God, thank you for loving us. Thank you for that we can have peace and security in your presence and not worry about what you're thinking about us, but know exactly how you feel, that you love us. We love you, Lord, and pray these things in your son's name. Amen. Thanks for listening to the South Bay Church Podcast. For other sermons, videos, upcoming events, and more about our church, please visit southbaychurch.us.